whole life. Suffered with the art, that's why I'm so nice. I've been doing this thing my whole life. Suffered with the art, that's why I'm so nice. Speaking of time. What's going on, everybody? This is the Man Up Podcast, and it's hosted by me, Jake, the Mississippi Superman Reeves. As always, I have my co-host, Wes, the, what do we say that you're, oh yeah, the Armadillo, Armadillo Rassler, Dunham, and we have a, almost not even a guest at this point, almost becoming like a, like a partial co-host, Alan Aldridge from Porch Talk on with us today um it's good to be here man i'm excited to have always you. a pleasure always man and, and, always I, and having I, a good time I like having you on because it always i talk about this every time you're on here but you're probably the reason we're all here because when i realized that i really wanted to do a podcast was when i came on your podcast those all those years ago yeah um how about that it was almost four years ago yeah it's a long time i was thinking about that actually and it I was just talking. and it just feels like yesterday <laughs> yeah it really does the reason i know that it's not is because it was before i remodeled my office and uh, I was like, because it was in the, the dilapidated little sh- shitty office. And I was like, man, that was a long time ago, man. Mm-hmm. And I came on twice, right? Yeah. Before I started mine. Yeah, it was an introduction to the gym and then uh, talking about prepare, preparation for the fight. Yeah. yeah, talking about the origin story and then the fight and all that stuff. I'm also wearing my stunner shades today. Starting out, I'm going to take them off here in a minute. Number one stunner. Also, I think I just want people to hate on me a little bit to get my our algorithm up, get some comments up. There is there is no such thing as bad publicity. It really isn't, man. And if anything, like having a little hate is better than a little love. Yeah, I think it is too. I think because people people will hate share something before they actually share it if they enjoy it. People have got to love you so much to share your stuff. That's the reason why. There's there was this uh, video, this sound going around on TikTok and on Instagram, whatever, and it was like, uh, "Oh, you hope I succeed." And then it had the music, dum, dum, dum. and it was like, why don't you share my shit? Why don't you share me? <laughs> and it's like, bro, if you're expecting people to help you make it based on the fact they love you and not the amount of value that you're bringing, then you are in for a rude awakening in the real world. Okay, so this is my favorite time of the year. Like uh, social media, I'm friends with like a lot of musicians and this is Spotify rap season. It's where everyone shares, mm-hmm. you know, how many listeners or even people who just ingest music or podcasts, they'll share who they were listening to and all this. I was a top one percenter for Nickelback, whatever, right? Yeah. And so you'll see the spicy musicians who aren't that successful, who have music on Spotify. They always share the spicy memes to where uh, you shouldn't be supporting Spotify anyway because they only play point zero zero five cents per stream and i was like yeah but if you had a million of those right it might amount to something right you're mad that mm-hmm. you're not more successful that's exactly what i it had is. i had this conversation with somebody in jujitsu a while back where you see a lot of people in jujitsu and new people come in and they're real spazzy and they'll get mad at them like man these freaking spazzy white belts yeah and i and Sometimes it's, yeah, you're catching an elbow or whatever, but I think what a lot of times it is is it's that your jiu-jitsu isn't good enough mm-hmm. to, like, handle the spaz, yep. and that's what you're mad about. Yep. You're not mad that the white belt doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. You're mad that the white belt doesn't know what he's doing. And you and can't control getting, him. And you can't control him. Yeah. Yep. That's what you're mad about. Like, you need to take some ownership and be like, I need to make my jiu-jitsu better. You're like instead of getting mad at people for going for Americanas inside my guard, mm-hmm. I need what you can't do. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. But if your jujitsu isn't good enough to stop yeah. them, 
I agree with that. That's why I'll never turn down a, a, a new white belt because it, it doesn't bother me. I don't either. I don't either because <laughs> and, then, and then catching elbows and stuff like that, it's a combat sport. You, you know, get it. You know who changed my mind on that? Who's that? Alan Belcher. Really? I was bitching about I was like, yeah, I'm pretty picky about who I roll with. I don't like rolling with new people. And he was he kind of was just like, I mean, jujitsu sucks. <laughs> he didn't come out and just say that. He was like, I mean, if you know what you're doing, then you should be able Shouldn't to matter. handle the new spazzy people and, and like not get hurt. Yeah. What are you gonna do in a street fight? And it was like down, and it can that one sentence, dude. I have so many points in my life that somebody will come in and use just one sentence, like light bulb moments, and it'll like, just change my whole life. Yeah. And um, I, a lot of people that I call like my mentors, I go back and listen. I'll go back and I'll you'll hear me quote them the things they say, and it's just because those little moments, those little things they say, just open my eyes, and I'm just like, wow. And I think of an important thing as a person. No matter what, I'm not talking about just jujitsu or business or whatever, just in general, is to allow yourself and not be so arrogant that you can't have those light bulb moments mm -hmm. because you don't know everything. I know, you know we talked about it on the previous episode, but like with what we have going on on social media, like with people being banned or like people returning to Twitter because they're being reinstated, if there's a bad idea, like let's just say it's anti Semitic. Mm -hmm. or it's white supremacist or black supremacist, whatever it is, that idea should be allowed in the public town square. And if you get mad and you want it banned, that means that you don't have a constructive criticism yeah. of it to where you can defeat it. Yeah, or you uh, – that's a good interesting point. Yeah, you don't, have a, you don't have a way to defeat it. Well, the other thing is, though, I'm really, I'm really on the fence about the whole censorship topic. Yeah. Let me tell you the reason I'm on the fence about it. Because, A, I'm 100% pro-First Amendment. I believe that people have the right to speak what they want as long as they're not inciting violence. I don't, like, you can't yell fire in a movie theater. Yeah, you can. That's the, well, that was the... If the, there's a fire. In the, if there's a fire, <laughs> right. But you shouldn't go into a, into a, yeah, movie, a crowded movie theater when there's no fire and lie and say there's a fire. Mm -hmm. That's not freedom of speech. Yeah. Um, however, I'm open... To all ideas. As a matter of fact, I actually had a, I was in a Facebook ar argument for the first time in years today um, about r whether uh, women are hypergamous or not. Um, I don't know how you can argue that women are hypergamous, but this person did. Um, which, if you don't know what hypergamy is, hypergamy means that women are, uh, their natural proclivity there um, is to mate with the highest value man that they can. Oh, we've talked about that in the past. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely are. the case. But that's neither here nor there. At the same time, though, I believe in the freedom of businesses to be run in the way that they see fit. And I don't think the government should step in and um, stop businesses from running in the way they see fit. So now we're in this really interesting time in history because the government should absolutely not be allowed to censor speech. But the government is actually not who's censoring speech. It's privately owned or publicly owned businesses, Twitter, Facebook, but we're in this really interesting era of all of these privately owned media companies that are responsible for 90% of the information that we ingest are all kind of colluding, it seems, to push a particular narrative mm -hmm. and to manipulate the masses, which I believe is wrong. That. This is absolutely what's going on. And, like, let's think about, like, hot topic guy is Andrew Tate. Like, right. he belongs 
on YouTube. He belongs on absolutely. So, he was, There's he was, absolutely no reason to ban Andrew Tate. No. 100%. You might not like what he says, but that's my idea is prove him wrong. Right. Challenge his, it doesn't challenge matter. his position. It doesn't matter if you can prove him wrong or not. I don't think he should lose his, lose his position. But the thing about it is, is he is speaking a lot of times objective truth in a very unlikable way. Yeah. Spicy. Now, there's a difference between objective and subjective truth. There's objective truth and then there's subjective truth. And, and both are still truth. So, for instance, if I were to say that women are naturally hypergamous, that means that they are innately designed to find the most high-value man that they can and mate with him, and that be her alpha, that be her man. But you could find women who marry low-value men below their standing, at their social status, and love them and live there for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change the fact that women are hypergamous. It just means that there are exceptions to that rule. There is a subjective truth of she loves him and wants to be with him. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change the, the, the natural evolutionary psychology of the way humans are wired. Just like there are some men who like women who maybe aren't necessarily attractive. That's their thing. That's their kink. They like ugly women. They like fat women. They like whatever. I would argue pro- probably because it's easier for them. Very likely, because men, you know, men, men's natural mating strategy, and Mark Romano comes on next week, so we know we're going to be hitting on this next week, but uh, men's natural mating strategy is unlimited access to unlimited women, so mm-hmm. that the value of the, of the singular woman is not as important to a man as access to large amounts of women. But, like, um, bigger concept to what you're talking about, like, objective and subjective truth, and, like, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I'm calling bull on that. Because when it comes to an art form such as art or even architecture of a building, I would argue that our American culture is uh, it's more subjective in its truth and it's also more subjective in its art because we don't make beautiful things anymore. If you think about our music, if you think about the way our buildings are constructed, uh, even the murals around town sometimes, like we do have some pretty good murals, but man, it could be a whole lot better. Well, I guess you have to, with art being so subjective, though, you have to ask, what does better mean? Well, what I is mean, better? Okay, so, like, let's, a Van Gogh. Okay. And with all these uh, climate crisis idiots who are going around throwing paint on these old paintings. Oh, my God. And then gluing themselves to the wall. You wow. know what I would do if I was the, if I ran that art place? What? I would put the red ropes around them. Add more super glue and be like, "Good job, dumbass! Now you're now, <laughs> now, now you're the art piece. Yeah, yeah. Now you're the art piece. <laughs> we own you now. <laughs> yeah, you glued yourself. And by the way, I'm not bringing you a kitty litter what box. Kind? You can piss in your pants. That is the that is the <laughs> absolute. It's just that whole thing is so in insanely stupid. Yeah, the whole like. Throwing paint on priceless paintings. Or cans of tomato and stuff like right. that. Right. Soup? Yeah, Whatever. Soup. Because it was made out of, out of what? What was it? It, it was, was made out of oil. Made out of oil. Yeah, oil paint. Did you, what? They're, you think they're to blame for the climate crisis? And the climate crisis being a little subjective when it comes to like, we... I do believe climate change is real. Oh, yeah, it changes four times a year. So let me – well, I, I think that it's getting hotter. I mean, I do think – I think that the – I think that the – I think that climate change is real. I, think I do, that too. The, I do too. I think it is getting hotter. It's just that I don't think we have enough information to know that the burning of fossil fuels is what's causing it to well, get hotter. What kills me about, like, everybody wanting to go to electric vehicles is if you look in 
to it to see what it takes to make an electric vehicle. Yeah, I've heard this. It's way worse. I've heard this. It's way worse. Uh, to get that battery, well, you ought to see what those kids in Africa are having to do. Yeah. So. You mean China? And China. Are they made in Africa or China? I don't know. They're, they mine the, uh, oh, li- right. the lithium, lithium for the lithium batteries. In Africa. Yeah, right. Africa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't have enough information. This is not a topic that I'm prepared to discuss because oh, I no. don't personally have no, enough information. Fine. I, that's as deep as I would like to go anyway. Yeah, but my I, point is, like, with... Uh, damaging a priceless art piece from history, yeah. uh, and then gluing yourself to the wall. Uh, one, idiot, yeah. and two is like that is that is not the way. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I, I tell you a topic that I would like to bring up because I go on these I go on these um, periods of time where I get on different topics just as a, on my personal life, and I start researching, deep diving into them. And um, I'd like your because I know you're not afraid to talk theology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler doesn't like talking theology. I know you're not as afraid to talk theology as Tyler is. So we don't have Tyler here, so this is a perfect time to talk about it. I have recently my theology has shifted, and uh, I'd like to I'd like to bounce it off somebody that I respect. Let's go. Um, so I've had trouble in my Christ as a Christian, uh, following when I look at Old Testament law and I see like. You know, you can't wear a shirt of multiple different types of made out of multiple fabrics. You can't. There's a lot of laws that don't really make sense in Old Testament law. And then the question in, and I, I wanna, I'll get y'all's opinion on this before I tell you kind of where I'm at on it. Uh, the question for the Christian church is how much of the Old Testament it applies to us? And then how much of it doesn't? And then what is the law that we follow now? Because if you if you research and you say, okay, well, it, the law is still in effect, but Jesus dying fulfilled, it. fulfilled mm-hmm. the law. But then Paul says, well, without the law, I wouldn't know I was a sinner. So is it still a sin to violate anything in the Old Testament or anything in the New Testament? Is, it, is that still sin, but then we're just able to be forgiven for it? Or is, um, is there a, a new law, right? I think what's, what's, your ta- what's your take on that? I mean, Jesus was the complete fulfillment of of the law, and okay. so through that, uh, and I think, man, it, you get lost in the weeds in this kind of thing quick. But to put it like as simply as I could, is we had the law to teach us that we were sinful, that we were sinning against God, our Creator, and then the plan was for Jesus, perfect spotless Lamb, to come and be the sacrifice for our sins. Mm-hmm. It was fulfilled three days according to according to most Christians. There's there's the Gnostic Gospels which teach a different. Yeah. They believe that the teachings of Jesus is the most important thing over yeah. the sacrifice of Jesus. And what's crazy, like with American Christianity, where and where we get lost in the weeds, is like what laws are right. what we follow depends on what denomination that you're right. into. Yeah, and then you kind of pick and choose what you're into. Like, I've, I don't mind going to a Catholic mass. I've had a lot of fun with Catholics. They like to drink. Mm-hmm. Baptist. The only difference between those two is, uh, I just no, he's going hey to you at the liquor store. Mm-hmm. That's the old saying. That's Baptist it. Won't say hey to you. That's at the it. Store. But like with with those old laws, I mean, like Jesus was talking like keep the Ten Commandments, and I think well, Jesus never part, said that though. That I'm no, aware no, of, he did not. But he said, what What are the commandments we are to keep? Love God, love people. Put it plainly, right. right? And so it's like as long as I'm not sinning against you, and I'm not sinning against God. But what is the sin good. against God? Because if you look at the Old Testament and you say, okay. Um, yeah, like eating unclean food, not being circumcised. Well, that was Peter's thing, and that's why he had the vision coming down with all the unclean animals coming down. And not like, Paul. It was that was Peter. Okay, 
But he was like, all these things are clean. And he's like, dude, I've never broke that law, and I'm not going to do it now. And he's like, dude, it doesn't matter anymore. Right, right. So that is the question, though. So so now what laws? So I'll tell you where, where I came to, and this is something that's not really um, talked about much in the Christian church because a lot of the conflict within the Christian church is, okay, what laws do we follow and what laws do we not? Things like don't scar your body like a heathen. Does that mean you can't get tattoos? If you do get a tattoo, can you get into heaven? Uh, drinking alcohol regarding altered states of consciousness, smoking weed, whatever. And then if, if, if I can't drink alcohol, does that mean I can drink caffeine? Can I, you know, and this is what, I, what I've come to. See, um, there was a, this was a, this was a really, the hottest time for this debate to have taken place was in the early church. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people don't ca- realize Council this. of Nicaea. Yeah, Council of, uh, Council of Nicaea, but also there was the conflict between Peter and Paul and Antioch. And in Jerusalem, and what they had, a, there was a big. They laid following. hands on each other over it. Yeah, there was a bit. Dang, Wes, what are you doing, dog? Power of a cough. Mike just straight up. When I, when I breathe, dude, I, I, you know. And it, this is really not a topic that I that I normally talk about on here, but this is where I've come to. Um, the council that they had between Peter and Paul and the early church. You're talking in Jerusalem not long after Jesus had died, was that Gentiles were not bound by Mosaic Levitical law yeah. at all. The only law that Gentiles, other than the things Jesus said, are bound to is the seven laws of Noah. But this is not taught in church. The right. seven laws of Noah is not taught in church. Even though Peter and Paul agreed that for Gentiles, that was the law. And if you don't know what the seven laws of Noah are, I'll try to remember them off the top of my head. The seven laws of Noah are um, uh, don't worship any idols, mm-hmm. don't blaspheme against God, don't kill. Don't steal. Don't steal. Don't, don't, don't shed innocent blood. If you do shed innocent blood, whoever sheds the innocent blood of human must be put to death because you, you killed something in the image of God. Don't steal. Um, of, don't commit sexual immorality. Uh, establish laws and courts and don't drink the blood or eat the meat of a living animal while it's alive. Mm-hmm. That's the seven laws for Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Several of those are some of the Ten Commandments. So right. Yeah, yeah they so are. They, they brush over. Yeah. But, but not, there's a few that, you know, and, and I believe the Ten Commandments is, is, is very similar. So that was Noah's law. That was, the, that was the law that applies to any descendant of Adam or Noah. So if you're a descendant of Adam or Noah, then you are bound by the seven laws of Noah. Any law other than that, you're only bound to if you are Jewish. So if anybody comes at you with scripture and is like, hey, yada, 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 the Bible says this. It's like, okay, uh uh-uh. I'm bound by the seven laws of Noah and the teaching of Jesus. That's law. And I feel like a lot of times what turns a lot of people off to religion is when there's this natural thing that happens with humans. We want to make ourselves Sadducees, right. man. We want to make ourselves feel better than other people. And we want to put ourselves above above other people. So we do that and we use the law, we use the Bible to beat people over the head. And that's why the church is failing right now. We live yeah. in the Bible belt and I haven't traveled around the United States to like look at it on a bigger scale, but just here in the South, and we're in the buckle of the Bible Belt, yeah. I see a lot of church leaders complaining on social media that 
uh, the church is dying. And then they was like, you can't say that you love God or Jesus and not go to church. And it's like, I'm not saying that at all, bro. I don't like you. Right. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to be around you, exactly. Because, like, you have that holier-than-thou mentality. And, I, I see, dude, I went to uh, four years of a private Christian university, then two years of seminary. Like, oh, wow, I didn't I, realize that. Yeah, hermeneutics and uh, theology and all that. Dude, I'm good to go on it. And I had a very holier-than-thou approach at that time. Wasn't a very approachable guy. I've, I wasn't drinking, wasn't, wasn't cursing, wasn't straight edge, right? Yeah, and that's where, and that's where I, I, that's my issue right and, there. And I, like, and I found in that walk that uh, I was lame and nobody, nobody liked me or wanted to be around me. And right. I was like, and when you read about Jesus, he was very charismatic and he, he, people wanted he to be met around people. Sinners wanted to be around him. He met people where they were. Yeah. And people wanted to be around him. Right. And, and, it, so and it was the religious people that killed him. Yeah. And so when when I look at like one of the reasons it's hard for me to settle into a church is I cuss. Yeah. I cuss a lot. Same. I say the F bomb. I say everything. I, I, I avoid GD. Because I, I feel like you're you're I feel like you're flirting with blaspheming. I think the God. Lord's name in vain is using Jesus Christ's name in vain. I don't have any issue with GD because you're literally just asking God to damn something. If you're, you're actually asking God to damn it. Then that's different. Yeah. That's not using the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, but I would but say my, my if, Lord is Jesus Christ. So you know, it's well, kind of technically, he okay. So the Hebrew God comes from the God El, and uh, the Canaanite God El, and then Yahweh came came later. And a lot of people would say Yahweh was the son of El, Elohim. Uh, so when you read Old Testament documents, yeah, there's a lot of different names for God, right? And El would, and but El translates to the word. God, that's all it means. And then you have the burning bush, and it's I am, and yeah. Well, and so if you believe that there is the one true God created the universe, and Jesus is His Son, then our word for Him would be God. True. Okay. Uh, because L, He is L. L translated from Canaanite to English would be God. Um. So I'm iffy, and I'm not saying I don't use it because I do use it every once in a while. Um. I try not to though. Um, so when I talk, you start talking about using Lord's name in vain or blaspheming against God, I feel like you're kind of, it's just too close for me. It's just one of those things where I'm like, mm, I cannot feasibly tell you, I cannot make a logical argument why saying the F word would be a sin. It's a slang term for sex that we have used, we, now we use for pretty much everything. And, and if how you, that's sinful, And if you were to go to Australia or the UK... It's just a common word, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about a cuss. Just because in your culture it is doesn't mean across the planet it isn't. Right. And so that was my big deal about, like, and then I, words, you I know? Had a, I had a woman on my Facebook page the other day. She was like, I don't see how you can claim to be a Christian and cuss. And it's like, you know, the only people that think that are holier-than-thou Christians just like you. Yeah. That's who thinks that way. And it's Christians like you who say that. And then you, you, argue, you would argue, like, okay, well— there's the argument of of the, of the New Testament with Paul, where you said you would say, okay, um, avoid the appearance of sin, avoid the appearance of sin, mm -hmm. and that would be the argument. It was like, well, okay, if it looks like sin, you shouldn't do it. It only looks like sin to you. Yeah. The rest of the world doesn't care. You 
have created these rules so that you can feel better than other people. That's right. And you've bought into them, or, or whoever created Whoever created these rules created them so they could feel better than other people. And you've bought into them so that you can feel better than other people. That's the only reason for this opinion on cussing. And by the way, behind closed doors, I bet she does cusses. You think so? Oh, I bet she I does. Think so. I, I, like, my mom doesn't. My mom doesn't cuss behind closed doors. Um, like a lot of a lot of things that like people like they really want to come at you for yeah like, they like, feel bad about oh it. yeah they're casting their stone but I, you, you're dealing with it yeah you're dealing with it too yeah so I have a friend uh, he's been dealing with uh, alcohol abuse for a long time yeah. like uh, he wants he wants to stop drinking and in that case and so he probably shouldn't drink absolutely yeah and so like he wanted to have his last beer with me <laughs> so I went over to his house got a six pack we're drinking the last beers and I was like buddy. Uh, every man is going to have a vice, so what's your what's going to be your new vice? Because I don't want you to go back on hard drugs or anything because you're going to do something. Yeah, you got to find an outlet. He had the best answer. I'm going to work out. Absolutely. Replace like, the addiction. Yep. See, I have and, an and addictive and personality, that, and, too. And that is a great – because you're taking care of your temple, you're taking right. care of your body. Dude, that's going to be longevity. Yeah. You're going to live longer. You're going to feel better. I think a lot of writings in the Bible, I think when you read the Bible, everybody views everything the Bible says as a sin against God, and I don't believe that's true. I believe that the seven laws of Noah are sins against God. I think when the Bible starts getting into uh, don't be a drunkard, because the Bible doesn't say don't drink. Jesus' first uh, miracle. miracle was making water into wine. If drinking is a sin, and, and all these people are like, well, you know, not all alcohol, not all wine's alcoholic. Shut up. Jesus was accused by the Pharisees of being a drunkard. How would that be the case if he was drinking non-alcoholic wine? Shut up. Don't say anything else. If, you, if, they, if you're one of those Christians, just yeah. stop talking. You don't have enough education. You, you've bought into something so that you can feel holier than thou. I see it all the time. But if drinking alcohol is a sin, and Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine, then not only did he sin, he caused everyone there to sin. Therefore, he could not have been a perfect sacrifice. Therefore, the, his sacrifice is null and void, and the whole religion goes to shit. Yep. The whole religion is now null and void, and we, we should all just convert to Islam at this point, or Judaism, because Christianity is not real. It can't be real. He voided it. So you have to make a decision. Now, there's a lot of things in the Bible, I think, that aren't. If you do this, you're sin against God. It's advice. It's like, hey, bro, you're going to sin against yourself if you do this. Hey, this is bad for you. If you go down this path, it could lead to, a, to something negative for you. It won't keep you out of heaven, but it could be bad for you. If you become a drunkard and you stay drunk all the time, you're going to ruin your life. Yeah. If you're lazy, you're going to ruin your life. If you're uh, you know, angry all the time, if you don't let things go, you're going to hurt yourself. Not... You know. It may not keep you out of heaven, but bro, God, I believe, gives us advice, the creator of the universe, because I think another thing. And that's what my dad says about the Bible, a little acronym for Bible, like basic instructions before leaving earth. Yeah, right? I grew up here in that Yeah, and, and he, doesn't, he's, he doesn't know the Bible a whole lot. He'll open it up every now and then and look at verses that he knows that gives him comfort. He recently had a near-death experience, and like talking to him, and like he, he seems to have found some kind of resolve to where he, he feels pretty steady in his faith for a long time he didn't he didn't he's like there's no way like god's gonna let me in he's like, i'm not going to heaven yeah and like here lately he just found this like breath of fresh air to where he really feels you know close to god and maybe it was that near-death experience you know like people who went to the other side and kind of came back they all kind of expressed the same kind of feeling like it's a big lot of warmth and it was welcoming me or mm -hmm. typically 
get a thousand stories, it's going to be like pretty close every time. Like people are seeing the same thing, and so like maybe that's yeah. maybe that's what he felt. Yeah. Uh, but man, p- people like get so lost on that, dude. They like, really do. It's like, it's dude, worry about yourself. Like my number one thing, and I'm big on this too, is like. If I don't have anything nice to say about somebody, I just try to keep their name out of my mouth. Yeah. I don't want to down another person, right. whether they're famous or not. But let's just say, like, with some of these ideas that people have, they are worth talking about because I believe, like, more people should be aware. But when it comes to things of religion, it does need to be talked about more. Here's another and maybe, thing. like, maybe why Tyler gets a little uncomfortable, like, maybe it's been on his mind and, it, like, he's, maybe. you know. Yeah. I, here's another thing that – um that is kind of uh, kind of been a been a hard and 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 as I've changed my theology now, it's becoming easier for me because I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Like I, I I didn't like talking about theology really. I like talking about it. I like I like observing it, mm-hmm. but I did not feel like a Christian for the last several years of my life. Like I I was going to church. It, I was a I was a, a social Christian. I, I went to church because and and that's one of the main. I think constructs of religion. One of the good things that it does is it creates it creates unity in, in communities. It, it allows us to have us uh, have a thing that we all believe, and I think that's good. I think communalism and tribalism is is a good thing. I think, I think nationalism can, is a good thing. I think church. What do you mean by naturalism? Like being proud that you're an American. Like, yeah. And there's nationalism. A, there's, okay. there's a deep sense of that to where like and they uh, call it, can, it they call it white nationalism. It's yeah. like no, I'm just proud to be an American. Nationalism can. Uh, all right, so I'll, I'll and that gives you that, gi- that gives you an identity. Right? I'll ch- I'll ch- I agree with you. I agree with you. But gone too far, I think it can become a problem. Mm-hmm. I think when you when nationalism can turn violent, but it's true of a lot of things. There's all, there's downsides to a lot of things. So like I'm proud to be an American, and I absolutely love what America was founded on and stands for. And, uh, like the worst ca- kind of nationalism, and it's happening right now. I'm tired of all these uh, sideline soccer fans every four years when the World Cup comes around and, like, <laughs> pretending that you know something about Bro. soccer. You never watched that. Bro, let me tell you something. You were talking about soccer last and week. And, by the way, no, no, nobody gives a damn about it. I, bro, If let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. If the athletes of America stopped playing football, basketball, baseball, the these sports – and decided to go into soccer, we'd win the World Cup every year for the rest of eternity. None of y'all would have a chance. Fact. That is a fact. There is not a country <laughs> on the planet that produces the athletes that the United States does. There's not a country on the planet that can compete with us in any of, the, any of our sports. You want to talk about basketball, That's brother? the kind of nationalism I'm into. <laughs> yes, sir. Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something. Y'all better. That's the only reason y'all play football. Y'all play football so y'all can keep away from real football because we tear your commie heads off your shoulders if you padded up and came over here, playboy. We are the all-time reigning world Super Bowl champs, back-to-back World War champs, and we are the best. You can get mad about it all you want to, brother, but we have the best athletes. You can catch no flack from me, dog. We are the best at sports, (laughs) and if you want to kick a ball around a grassy field like a freaking communist, bro, have at it. We don't care. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not participating in that crap. One more thing to all the boys and girls across the pond. 
How many SEC championships do you have? Zero. How many Super Bowl <laughs> championships do you have? Zero. Zero. How many NBA championships do you How have? How many times have you won at Talladega? Let me, t- let me yeah. ask you this right here. And you know what's really funny is our editors are Irish. The people who edit all this stuff and post <laughs> oh, really? they're all yeah, oh, they're, they're all gonna Irish. love this. Oh yeah, yeah. Um another I have another question, okay? Um uh oh shoot, I my lot completely lost my train of thought. Okay, we were talking Tally Day. Nationalism. So Super Bowl, oh. NBA. Um yeah, the, I mean the, the the fact of the matter is the fact of the matter is anything that we care about, we kick the shit out of them on. That's real. Yeah. Anything that we care about, okay. So, yeah, the rest of the world had to start paying attention to soccer because we don't give a crap about soccer. And it's not football. It's soccer. Now, if you want to get – here's the thing. It makes more sense to call what you do football than us. But you know why we're not going to do it? Because we're the freaking best in the world. So we do whatever we want. The strong do as they will. The weak, you guys, do as you must. So, you know. Some people may argue that, though, if you throw uh, combat sports into sports. Then you got boxing and stuff like that. And there is yeah. some tough boxers. Yeah. Shit, I, I so, if you're talking about, so if you're talking about team sports, yeah. But let me ask you, here's the thing, though. Combat sports in the United States are not as big as football, baseball. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and, and, and basketball. If you were to take the best of the best of our athletes mm-hmm. out of the NFL, out of the NBA, and out of Major League Baseball and put them in combat sports, mm-hmm. the rest of the world would not hold a candle. They just wouldn't. Okay, our best athletes are the best athletes. It's just a fact. You want to know why I think that is? Is because like we're such a melting pot from people yeah. all over the place. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, it's a real good breeding ground. Yeah, we have the we have the the best. We got the genes, dog. We've got all the all the best people from Europe moved here a long time ago. The people who were ballsy, <laughs> tough. Gritty and hardworking moved here because this was the place that you had the opportunity to become rich and, and make it. They all came here. All the people who didn't come, sorry, Mark and Keith. I'm sorry, guys. That's our editor. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm kind of joking, but I'm not. Uh, all the best people moved here. You know, it's like you know, people talk about Mexican in the Olympics. All the ones that can run, jump, or swim are here, dog. They already made it to America. Okay, like I'm sorry. That is, that is funny. Like a lot of a lot of people that I work with of Porch taught. Like I got a. Some of the artwork is uh, Canadian. Yeah. And then I've got pe- pe- America Junior, you mean. There's no such country as Canada. America Light. Yeah, America Light. Yeah. And then I've got people from uh, the UK and uh, a person from Egypt that, that kind of helps me with a lot of my background yeah. stuff that Snow Mexican. nobody oh talks about. Yeah. But uh, Snow I've never heard of them. <laughs> Snow Mexicans, yeah. Yeah, that's what Canadians are. But uh, that's why that you got that you got uh, Man, that was funny. different folks from all over here. Yeah, you absolutely. Out. Yeah, you know, I, I and I believe in. It. I'm kind of just kidding here. You may say one thing that I do want to talk about today on this episode that absolutely drives me more crazy than anything else in the do world. Do we need to like back up and like drive any points before we move further? I don't. I think we drove the point home okay. that we're the best. Okay. I think we drove it home. What was going to be like your stark uh, opposition to nationalism? Oh well, it, it just it, it can turn into um, it can turn into and and you saw it just a little bit right there with me. It can turn into once you get into the opinion that everyone from here is better than everyone from there, or we're better than you because we're you know whatever. Like truly believing it because I don't I don't actually think we're better than people from other places. I do think we have the best athletes, but um, especially when you're talking about smaller countries like Ireland, England, like you just don't have these countries just don't have the populations. 
to um, to compete with us. If if I think that if Ireland and England had a similar population as us, they would probably do fine. We got a really big pool. Yeah, we have a bigger pool now. China, we are one hundred percent better athletes than the Chinese are, and they got a big because pool they too. have a bigger population. And if you go watch the Chinese play us in basketball, especially if we you're too up, short, <laughs> like bro, you don't have a chance. Yeah, you don't have the wingspan, you don't have the height, you don't have the speed, you don't have the jumper, you don't you, you don't got it, bro. You just don't have it. You know. Uh, but most countries, it is the, the, the pool is the problem. Oh, by the way, speaking of communism, did you see that they've been standing up in mass all over China protesting Xi Jinping? Oh, yeah, I've, I've and seen the, that. And the yeah. police have been rounding them up and taking them to internment camps? Yeah. That's, police have been raiding their homes? That right there is the problem with over, with too much communalism in your, in your, in your society is it – when you're too communal and you allow tyrants to take over and, and run your country and then you're not prepared. Cause let me tell you something, guys, you can vote rights away, but you can never vote in more rights. Once you, the only way to get rights. I back wish more is people understood that. Yeah. Uh, me too. In America, I wish more people understood that the only because way to get a rights back, back is with bloodshed. Silly ass lockdown. How many rights that we lost that still ain't back? Yeah, I will. You're not going. To get, I will back. not. I will not participate in another lockdown. Oh, me neither. Another shutdown. I will not put another mask on. Uh, not because the government tells me to anyway. I will not participate. I will. I'm done. I am done with it. I will not participate in the government doing this again. It almost ruined me the first time. My gym still has not recovered. You wonder why I'm putting all this effort into YouTube? Because I saw how easily the government could take my livelihood away from me by the snap of a finger and not blink, not blink, not say they're sorry. Mm -hmm. It came out that they were wrong, and they still have not apologized. Switzerland didn't do a shutdown. Their numbers looked exactly like ours, if not better. No mask mandates. Mm -hmm. Numbers just like ours, if not better. You made a mistake. You messed up, and you still haven't said you were sorry. You still haven't compensated everyone. Ain't going to, dude. No, they're not going to exactly. No. They're gonna act like it didn't happen. If you try to shut me down again, you will have to take me to jail. Period. Mm -hmm. Okay, just back to nationalism for a second. Do you remember as a kid? Uh, this is America. I do what I want. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed nobody says that anymore? Because you can't anymore. It's not the case. I thought it was a free country. It's not. It's not a free country. Yeah. I love what America was founded on. I love the individual freedom, the freedom above comfort, because that's what America is about. When people try to argue with me that, oh, well, you know, this system of socialism is better, I don't give a shit. You can have your schools and roads. I'll take a private road over a public road any day of the I don't, week. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I don't okay. care. I don't care. I don't, I don't need comfort. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to give me anything. I need you to leave me alone. That's what I need. I need you to give me an opportunity. Oh, give me a country where I have an opportunity to uh, to to chase my dreams, to do what I want. But I don't need you to hand me shit. I don't need your health care. I don't need your. I don't need your subsidies. Oh, speaking of health care, this is and it's slowly picking up. Have you heard of crowd health? No. Okay, so uh, I'm a I'm big into it now. I've got insurance through my job, but. When I quit this job and I start my own business and I stake out my own claim, I'm going on crowd health. Because what it is, it's a big pool. And let's just say, I think the, the limit right now is anything under, I think, 2000 you pay out of pocket. But let's just say you got down with cancer or some, yeah, something, heard about this, something yeah. happened to your kid. Well, the crowd funds it and the crowd pays for it. Mm. And it's, you're not just throwing money every month at insurance. Is that, that, is that you, the Christian-based one? 
Um, I think there's one similar like that. There is one that's Christian based, but this one is just it's it's not religious. And everybody just pays into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a big there's a big. Basically, it is insurance, just without the insurance. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Um. But but I love that, and I think there should be more of that because like the thing about the country right now that I don't like it's like, dude, we are ran like you were talking. This is this is like a technocracy. This is not democracy. It's not a constitutional republic. It is a techno. It's a technocratic oligarchy. With a side of pharmacy, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, it's not you, there's some, there's some, uh, there's some, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when the, when the a, a for-profit government, capitalist. Uh, shoot, I'm blanking on the word right now. It ain't, but it ain't for, venture, uh, venture capital. No, no, no. For like the government's the one who's making the money. Um, so essentially a lot of, a lot of things we have, golly, why can I not think of this word? I, I, I use it all the time. Um, so you have capitalism, states capitalism. So states capitalism is when you have state run, the state runs certain things for profit for the state, things like power, things like water. That means that it's a state run monopoly. You have a state ran monopoly. The government is running a monopoly for its own profit. So, and they call it infrastructure. Yeah, but it's a, but I'm paying for it. Yeah. So, and I'm paying taxes too. So, why do I have to pay for power and water and pay taxes if it's in infrastructure? I don't have to pay for my roads. That comes out of my tax dollars. Kind of funny, isn't it? So, <laughs> mm, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a, that's what you call a, a um, a, uh, I just said it. What's the word? States, states capitalism. States capitalism. Um, so you have a little bit of socialism. You have a little bit of states capitalism. You have a little bit of traditional capitalism, adventure capitalism. And then, yeah, you have it's sort of a mixture, melting pot of a lot of different things. And I don't necessarily think that all these things don't work it's set up in a certain way. I'm, 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 not as, I'm not as idealistic in my libertarian values as I used to be. Um, I think, you know, some government involvement may be necessary from time to time. But for the most part, I, you know, the, I believe the FDA is one of the reasons why that the drug and the, the pharmacy world is as messed up as it is. I think the government messed it up. I think that, uh, that but I do think that the, in, when it comes to pharmacy, a true free market pharmacy could have some drawbacks because in a true free market pharmacy, people can make lower quality products and sell, you know, you have some snake oil salesmen that will probably come out of the woodwork in a true free market uh, pharmacy. I do believe in, I do believe in laws where you have to disclose what's actually in the drugs you sell. I do agree with that. Um, something that the supplement companies don't have to do right now, if you didn't know that, because um, they're not regulated by the FDA. They can say anything they want. Tonight. Talking about like well, fish we, oils and stuff like that? Anything that's yeah. a supplement. Anything that's yeah. not medicine. Yeah. 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 Fish oil, pre-workout, yeah. protein powder, um, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but like when I'm watching NFL on Sunday or whatever, have you noticed just how many pharmaceutical ads there are? It's like the NFL mm-hmm. brought to you by... Pfizer, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. All the networks like, are that way too. Oh, dude, like uh, flip it, it, flip it over there to the news channel, right? Yeah, it's like, like that, yeah. you might as well CNN brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, Fox brought to you by Moderna. Yeah, especially post COVID, because they made Bank. billions. Oh yeah, billions. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a trap. What you got, and what you got to think about is entertainment, including this, including this, mm-hmm. this right here that you're watching. It's going to go on YouTube, and then you're going to watch ads on YouTube. That, and so entertainment is the, the 
the business of advertising and advertising is propped up by big pharmaceutical and you know large organ large corporations things like that so i mean everything that we're doing is bankrolled by now i personally one of the things i do think that's great about social media youtube and things like that is it allows small businesses like me to get in there and advertise on a local market and put myself in there with the big Be a guys. shaker. Yeah, you can shake things up. Yeah, and, and social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram allows me to do that, and that's how we've gained the the platform that we have. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a, we're in a we're in a scary time, man. We're in a we're in a time that I believe that the world that we live in is on its way down. I believe that true masculinity being under attack is a oh. is a 100% tactical move by the powers that be to remove men from the home, to remove men from the forefront, feminize them as much as possible so that they're not a threat. Already happening, bro. Oh, we're we're okay. deep in it. It's not. It's oh, not, I know. This isn't something down the line. This oh, is something that we're in the. We're in the latter stages of, because even a lot of the masculine men that you think you know are pussies. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not, they're not going to fight. They're not going to fight for their freedom. They're not going to fight for their family. Mm -hmm. They're not a threat. They don't know how to fight. They don't know how to shoot. You got a few real men left in this country that are about it, about it. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about about it, about it. And there's few of them. I'll tell you about James Cameron. He's director of, uh, he used to make good films, but he hasn't made anything good in a long time. He directed the first Avatar. You remember, like, that time in history where we all tried to lie to ourselves and say that was a good movie when it was absolute shit? Avatar? <laughs> yeah, and now we're preparing to do that again. Do you know what Avatar 2 is about? I don't. Okay. I don't really remember Avatar it's, 1. It's a personal take on his life and the struggle that he had with his own masculinity and testosterone. Because it's vile, and it has to be purged from each boy and man. That is the plot of that movie. And by the way, no original idea ever, because the thing, the resource that they were trying to obtain, the evil uh, mustache twirling of military protagonist that was the bad guy in the first one. Antagonist, yeah. Antagonist, yeah. yeah. You're right. They were after unobtainium because it was unattainable. That's not fucking creative at all. <laughs> Unattainium? <laughs> this is some wacky-ass shit. Yeah, a lot. Of, I watch. So I have um, I have cut down on the allow, amount of media that I let my kids watch. Oh, dude, don't let them watch Disney. And my, a lot of people, and, and my parents did the same thing, but they did it for religious reasons. I don't let my kids watch Darman. If y'all know what Darman is. Uh -huh. So he does these skits about... Um, this a, on a YouTube He's a YouTube something? guy. He's a YouTube influencer. And he does skits where, like, the evil rich man will come and be mean to the poor man. And then the poor man is like... And my son was talking to me the other day. And he was like, uh, well, you know, uh, rich people are evil. People that have money are evil. And that's a limited belief that is ingrained in a lot of people. That rich people are evil. Poor people are good. They're the enemy. And, and it keeps a lot of people poor. You don't like communism? And, Come on, man. Uh, right. And so <laughs> I, I'm in this conversation, and I'm like, dude, you realize that belief is going to keep you poor. That belief, he was like, well, homeless people, they deserve everything. And rich people, they're mean and evil. And I'm like, well, the rich person did the work to make the money that he has. There are evil rich people, and there are good rich people. There are good homeless people, and there are bad homeless people that will rob you and kill you 
and rape you. Like, it, there's both on each side. Money doesn't make you good or evil. Go get the bag, son. Go get the bag. Here, I, And I'll be honest with you. This is my problem with 99% of the world today. 99% of the world today. Everybody wants their problems taken seriously. Everybody wants to be patted on the head. Everybody wants to be a victim. Everybody wants to change the world so that, you know, they're taken more seriously, that they're babied, whatever. Let me tell you something. All these woke people in the world, all this wokeism that's being shoved down our throat, all these, all these white people that are so sorry about all the things white people have done, the only reason that they're sorry is because it's popular to be sorry and they can get attention for being sorry. Mm -hmm. They're not mm -hmm. after, they don't give a shit. They don't care. All these white people at university, they're like, oh, we got to start. They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about poor people. They don't give a shit about black people. They don't put, give a shit about gay put people. David Hogg on blast. They care <laughs> only. They care about only themselves. about themselves. If you were to change culture tomorrow, and say, oh, well, now it's cool to hate gay people again and hate black people, and we're going to... They would be all for it. It would take a year for the entire landscape of universities to change. It would take a year. Nobody, everybody on this planet, 99% of the population is out for one person and one person only when you interact with them. They don't care about other people. They're out for what's best for them. Mm -hmm. If you want four people to care about you, if you want to not get screwed over by people, and this is how I live my life, put yourself in a position where screwing you over is a bad idea. Put yourself in a position where people have to come through you to get what they want, and when that is who you are, now all of a sudden everybody's going to love you. And you can say it's fake love. Guess what? It's always been fake love. Mm -hmm. Fake, it's all fake love. You, if you are lucky if you live a life where you have one or two people who truly care about you. I don't care your color. I don't care your height. I don't care your gender. And I don't care your sexual orientation. Whoever you are, you want my advice? Go get the freaking bag, son. Because that's the only way you're going to get love. That's mm -hmm. the only way people are going to care about you. And everybody's going to say this is toxic masculinity. No, sir. This is the real world. It's, it's I've had sure. my throat cut so many times I should have scars on my skin. I've been stabbed in the back so many times by people that I thought were my close friends, people that I thought had my back, people that I thought loved me unconditionally. They don't. The moment that their interests align with screwing me over, they screwed me over. That's what people do. If you want people to love you, align yourself into a position that screwing you is a bad idea, that it will mess them up, that if you fuck with me, you're going to mm -hmm. end up in a ditch. You're going to end up homeless. You're going to end up broke. You're going to end up destitute, whatever. Screwing with me is a bad idea. Always operate from a position of power. I don't care who you are. If you're a kid watching this, stop begging the world for love and go get the freaking bag, son, because that's the only way it's going to happen. Get my bag. That's all I got to say. Get the bag. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. My dad told me <coughs> a long time ago, it remains true, and uh, this is back when I was in high school. We used to throw parties at the house. And um, Very big energy shift for me talking to you, talking mm -hmm. to this thing. Yeah. Very calm. <laughs> big very energy shift. ASMR. <laughs> ASMR. All right, throwing parties but, at the uh, house. But throwing go. parties at the house, and I remember I was talking to my dad. I was like, you know, he would, he would hear the things around town. He's like, sound like you're a fairly popular guy. And I was like, man, throwing parties at the house, you know, it's right. kind of comes with territory. Yep. And he's like, I want to make one thing clear to you, son. 
He said, if you make it through life and you have one friend, one you, real friend. you did good. Yep. Mm-hmm. You one did real good. friend. One real friend. They hard to come by, back. buddy. Yeah, and you find that out the older you get. Yeah. Like yeah. we talked about that, how your circle just diminishes. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. And a lot of people And a lot of people say no, but that it's because of marriage and getting older and starting families. Dude, that's not it at all. You'll still it. make time for those people right. if if you're really if boys. Yeah, if it's if it's a real friendship, if it's a real connection. And it just gives you clarity on that. You find yeah. out the old, you know, who the, like you say who they are, the closest. Who it ones. is, yeah. bro. Who it is, bro. Like I mean, you just you're gonna come to a point and but it doesn't make all the other people bad people. Keep, no, no. keep those people in your circle. Not in your inner circle, but keep them in your circle. You make go. a bigger circle for them. Hey, man, help them out. Be And, and the, uh, the flip side of this is... Yeah, it doesn't mean they're your enemies. I'm going to help those people. Right. I'm going to help everybody. I'm going to put myself in a position, though, that I can help everybody. Mm-hmm. Because from a position of weakness, you will never find love from the majority of the population. You'll find one or two people, your mom, one or two friends at the most that are going to love you at, your, at, the, at the down point. People love you when you're in a position of power. Yes, they do. People love oh, yeah. you. But like you, you said, it's not real love, though. They, I mean, it's, it's like, not real love. It's, it's probably, it's, it's, probably it's, it's like contractional love. Yeah. yeah, but it's 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 enough love. Like they love you. They love what you can do for them. Yeah, they love you though. Like they probably don't even know they don't really love you until it changes. But like talking about circles and like it's you probably can relate to this too with the podcast. It's like my regulars that I have on my show, like been that way for almost four years. Same cats. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and broadening it out, and I'm getting some more to bigger rotation. But uh, even, like, with some of the guests, and I have other people that's come on the show and they started their own podcast, and, like, they wanted to start interviewing musicians, and they're asking me to hook them up with interviews that I've done in the past. I was like, you go do the work. Yeah. If you want that person, you reach out to them. Yeah. I don't mind, like, you can put my name in the email or the text message, be like, I know Alan, yeah. but I am I am not doing the work for you. That's right. not my job. Right. Like yeah, I, I went out, I yeah. went out and got that bag. Right. You go get the bag. You go get the bag, dog. Mm-hmm. You go get your own bag. Um, I, you know, and I've, I've just, I've very recently in life, I used to idealize people a lot, and recently in life, not recent, I've, I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot of shit. I've had a lot of people screw me over. Dude, I've been over the past three years, yeah, just watching you, like since I got to know you, like, you've been, you, you've been in a, sh- a bit of a shit storm. Yeah. So like the crisis of faith. Yeah. And you know, like. I would like I question my Christianity too, and I wonder if it's like kind of the same thing because I think your parents are stand up people. Yeah, like very much. When I looked up to the people that I thought were Christians, I didn't feel like a Christian because I didn't feel like I was on that standard. Right, and that was that was my that's crisis. A, that's, that's that, a, that's that a, was a big part for me. That's a crisis. The other of faith. thing was was I didn't feel bad about a lot of things that I was raised to believe to be wrong, things like cussing and drinking. Like I would, I'm looking at them and I'm researching. I'm looking at the Bible and I'm looking at Christians and I'm looking yeah. at the Bible and I'm looking and I've got my relationship with God and I'm like, like I don't feel convicted about these things. I don't see the evidence in the Bible that they're wrong. I and but yet I can't fit in with Christian circles because of my belief system. And so there's it's like this, I've got to change my belief system. There's this new thing in America, and I wanted to point it out when we were talking about Christianity earlier. And I'm I'm kind of a part of it. It's called messy Christianity. It's like people like you, you and me, who kind of in the public spotlight, do claim to be Christian. But, yeah, we cuss, might have a beer, yeah, you know, and might be a little spicy, but it's messy, honest Christianity. It's right. like, dude, I don't have all the answers. Right. I don't know everything. Right. But one thing, I, I do believe in Jesus Christ, and I believe what the Bible says. Right. I'm not perfect. Right. I'm not. I'm, and the other thing is, is I have a complete and lack of ability to pretend to be. 
a lot of people I think are better at faking than me. I'm not good at faking. I've, I've met a lot of people that they, are, they, they can be one person at church. Mm-hmm. They can be one person here and then they can go out with me and they'd act totally different. And I can't, mm-hmm. I can't even fake around my parents, dude. Like I hang out with my mom and I can't keep my mouth shut. Man, that takes too much energy. I just can't yeah. do it. I can't be yeah. fake. It's not in me. I don't have yeah. what it takes to oh, fake. Dude, I am that black sheep at Thanksgiving and Christmas that will bring up politics or hot button topics at the dinner table. Yeah, but don't. I mean, do you? Did your parents and stuff disagree with you? I mean, your politics are pretty are pretty conservative, so. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, but, like, as See, as the family got bigger and it grows, especially, like, cousins and, like, when yeah. it's a big family gathering, oh, it can be a bit of a, it can be a bit of a mess. I can imagine, yeah. But I, I do, I do like pushing their ideas and yeah, challenging me them. Me too, and I will push, I will push the ideas and challenge, like, minuscule things within conservative ideology. Oh, and that both, like, there's and a that, lot, of, there's a lot of things in conservative that yeah, I, I, I do, I don't it. like, right. I, I don't think See, it's my, right. my mom is a very, very strong Christian woman, and she is, a, like, she's pretty, pretty out there, and she is of the belief, she is a, str- she has heard these preachers, these charlatans, in my opinion, speak this. Oh, there's a lot of those snakes. Um, I believe 100% that these people that say this are snakes. What is a charlatan? That is a, a, a false, fa- it's a, yeah, a false, false prophet. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's not only in religion. I mean, like yeah, poli- yeah, politicians yeah. can be charlatans. Of, I yeah. mean, a, a snake oil. But there's a lot. Is a charlatan. There's a lot of people that truly believe, and this is one of my big issues. I'm gonna be honest with you. This is one of my big issues with the Republican Party. This is one of my big issues with conservatives. I do not when they're believe in power, they don't do shit. Well, no, that too. I do not believe that God has ordained Donald Trump to be the emperor of the United States. Oh, my God, dude. That is that is so – I hate I it when I hear that. I cannot stand that ideology. I can like Donald Trump. You can like Donald Trump. He's not God's man. He's not. Stop trying. And, and, and what it is is each political party has spun to their side that the other side has to be evil. That's right. If you, because if the they other don't, side's not evil, then you can vote for a third party. They don't, they don't talk about right or wrong. It's good and evil. Right, it's good and evil. And so the other side can't just be wrong. They have to also be evil. And that there's two ways that you can do that. You spend that the Republicans hate poor people. You spend that Republicans hate black people. They're racist. They're uh, they're bigots. They hate black people. They hate poor people. They don't care about others. They're uh, hypocrites. Whatever. Then the Republican spins that God has ordained their party, and the other party just wants to kill babies. Okay? I get what they're doing. It's a brilliant chess move. Mm-hmm. Both sides, brilliant chess move. But I like your move when you're talking about when it's good and evil, there's no third. Right. And what I, That's and exactly what I what believe right now, we would be way better off if it wasn't a Republican or a Democrat. I would love to have... A libertarian. A libertarian, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I, I will, I, I will be voting Dave Smith in twenty twenty four if he does run yeah. out of the Mises Caucus. I, I like near about in a line with foreign policy, with the way that they would run the economy, with uh, near about everything that the Mises Caucus does, and that was really founded by Ron Paul. Yeah, I'm, I was a big Ron Paul Republican libertarian mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, I uh, at the same time though, I'm not as idealistic as I used to be. And I do see some downsides to that. Oh, dude! Last ideology. time I came on here, and like, we, like I had never heard it put the way that you put it when we were talking about politics as being masculine and feminine. And I thought that was a really good take. Yeah. And I carried on that discussion with like 
whenever politics was brought up, I mean, it was a really good way to have a, a genuine discussion without pissing somebody off that disagrees yeah. with you. Yeah, back off, back off the moralistic, back off the one side's evil, one side's good. Yeah. Back up and simply look at it from a tribal standpoint of like, okay, these are the two ideologies that are being pushed. Where did they originate from? How did they get to where we are? And what's the purpose behind them? And there is a balancing act in, I believe, politics in the same way there needs to be a balancing act in the home between masculine and feminine. I believe that one of the big issues that we have right now is that balancing act has left the home because masculinity has left the home. Absolutely. As masculinity has left the home, even homes where the father is present. Because one thing I'm seeing, I don't think, people talk about like the welfare system removing the black father from the home. The modern system has removed the white father and all the other fathers, even though they live in the home. They work away from the home, first off. Secondly, they're so emasculated, they're so neutered, and they're so weak that we're raising the weakest children that have ever lived. Little iPad, YouTube raised, public school raised, indoctrinated little shits that think everything should be handed to them, that think everything just belongs to them. They just shouldn't have to work for anything. Uh, they're lazy little non-masculine shits. They're just, they're just the worst little people that exist now because you're not raising your kids. Television, media, YouTube, and the government, if you send them to a public school, is who is raising your child. And I can prove it to you because let's look down and see how their time spent. Okay, they get up at 6.30 a.m., they're at school by 7.30. They're at school from 7.30 to 3. All right, how many hours is that? Let's about say, about, yeah, about eight, seven and a half. All right, now we got homework. Now we got homework. That's two, so three, now the, two even three the, more hours. Even the, mm-hmm. even the, let's say just an hour. Even the time we are spending with them, at least an hour to two of that hour uh, of that time, is me helping them with what you want them to know, not what I want them to know, not what I deem is important in their life. What you deem, you had them for seven and a half hours, and it wasn't enough. You had to send your propaganda home with them. Oh, dude, I, I am one hundred percent opposed to homework. Whatever you did not finish in that right. seven and a half hour block, you can do it tomorrow. It's dead, dog. It, yeah. It's over. Not doing it at home. And I then and, and writing papers. I get it. Like if you're learning how the English language works and how to not look like a complete idiot, I mean, just get on Facebook and you'll see a whole bunch of people. Absolutely. That but that but that proves that the system doesn't work. That's, because that's, those that, people that is just have it. high school diplomas. Yeah, and some of them have uh, college degrees. Some of them have college degrees. The system doesn't work. You're not teaching shit. You're indoctrinating. You're teaching people to be sheep. You're teaching people to respond to bells, to sit down and listen, to not speak up, to not voice their opinions, to be weak. That goes back. That's that goes back to the work. Rockefellers and the Fords, and that's the way the school system is set up the way it is. The reason why it's seven and a half hours is constructed like that because that's how long you'd be in a factory. Seven hour, yeah, eight hour day, yeah. And then, okay, well, let's look at it. Let's continue. Let's continue. How you spend your day with your kid? You spend an hour a day doing homework. Let's say just an hour. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, it was a lot more than that. Well, let's say an hour. Okay, now we're at eight, nine hours. You're going to sleep for eight, nine hours. Now we're at 16. Mm-hmm. But how do you spend the rest of the time? People, kid, parent, Families don't sit at the dinner table anymore. No, My family don't. doesn't. No, they do we don't sit because no. I work late. I don't, we don't spend the yeah. time at the dinner table. What are you doing? You're watching TV. Mm-hmm. The kids are on their iPad. Mm-hmm. The kids are watching YouTube. They're playing games. Mm-hmm. How much of your time are you explaining the world to your kid? How and I, dude, I'm preaching from the ditch because I'm a hundred percent guilty of this with my kids because I work sixteen hours a day, mm-hmm. but or not what fourteen. I'm a huge proponent of a friend of mine. Like uh, in his living area, they don't have a TV. 
And I grew, all, see, I grew up that way. And all the furniture is Why lined. Why do I have TV? All, all, the, all the furniture is aligned to the coffee table. Or it's, a, it's a table big enough to play family games. Yeah. So, like, underneath the table, you got the family games. It's a forced conversation. That's so right. Like that, it's yeah. all, and, like, in the corner, instead of a TV, there'd be, like, a guitar or a piano. And so, like, yeah. if you want to express yourself with that, you know, show the family what you're working on. Man, I think that's that's great. That's true family time. Yeah. But, dude, it is so lost in the American home now, yeah, especially especially with the fathers, dude, because, like, I remember, like, not spending a whole lot of time with my dad Monday through Friday growing up. It was on the weekends. Like, my dad was a really good father when it came to the weekend, like, taking us to the river and doing things like that, taking us fishing, hunting, whatever I else. I try to be active on the weekends. Dude. Yeah. I try to. But, I'm but I mean, that's like that's two out of seven, dog, you know? Yeah. But I, I get it. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, you're running a business. You're, yeah. You're – and when you get home, you're tired too. Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I get it, and but like those are excuses. Yeah. And like, I get, six, I get sixteen, here about 8 sixteen in the hours morning. is spent. Okay, a third of the day is spent sleeping. The other third is you're having to make money for tomorrow. But like that, what do you do with that other third? Well, I just want to sit on my ass for a little while, really. Yeah, I want to watch TV. Yeah. I want to look at my phone. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a piece of shit, basically. Yeah. What it is, mm-hmm. but I do it too. I'm the world's yeah. worst man. I sit there on on the weekend. Uh, I sit in the bedroom and play GTA. I'm bad about it. I don't because I don't know what to do. I'm just kind of like, well, we're bored. They're they're watching their stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll go watch my. I'll just go do my own thing, yeah. you know. But the thing about it is, bro, who's raising your kid? Which my my sons go to private school, which is still the same school system, but I feel better about the federal government not being who's indoctrinating them. Yeah, you know, they go to a cr- private Christian school anyway. I appreciate everybody jump being on this episode. We're going to wrap it up. We're a little over an hour. Appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate Alan being here uh, for the you, second episode in a row. Uh, he is always great. I don't think any of this would be here if it weren't for him. He really kind of helped me out in the early days of the podcast. Alan went out of his way above and beyond helping me set up how and to Now like, look at this things. system. Yeah, we've got <laughs> – it's a – it's a monstrosity now, but thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Man Up Podcast. Make sure to go follow us on Facebook, for, on the Mississippi Superman Show, on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. It's all now, everything's under the same name, the Mississippi Superman Show, the Man Up Podcast. We have clips on there. Make sure to follow us on those pl- platforms. So go subscribe on YouTube, and then you can also check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. This has been the Man Up Podcast. Peace.